0: Hello and welcome back to the Life in Your Church podcast. In this episode, David begins a new series at Revive called Freedom, where we'll be exploring how a relationship with Christ can have a positive impact on our mental health. Looking specifically at characters in the Bible who have experienced anxiety and depression. I'll ask you a question? Thank you. Have you ever been afraid? Have you ever been afraid? Have you ever been anxious about something? That might be work, it might be a situation, it could be school, it could be whatever um, the situation is, but maybe you've been scared, fearful, anxious, worried. Have you ever felt a little bit low? A little bit low mood is sometimes how they describe it. These are realities that we we see all around us, and the reality is, um, issues of mental health, anxiety, low mood, depression, and many other issues of mental health, poor mental health are on the increase. You know, we the pandemic and all that came with that has just exacerbated the problem and the challenges. That people face. And um, I think sometimes we have got used to living with a level of anxiety, with a level of fear and a level of worry, just because it's become a bit of a norm. I mean, I think there's been a, a program on, or I think it was a podcast that was saying that I think, is it 100,000 or a lot of young people? Is it 100,000, Tim? Is that sound about right? Who have basically been lost from the school system. They've just disengaged with school for various reasons. Pardon? That's the figure they know. Yeah, that's the figure they know. Just because of the worry, the concern of going back into school. It's just too much after everything that's gone on. It's a massive issue and it's holding people captive. And so tonight, I I wanna invite us to think around, what does Jesus have to say about freedom? From anxiety, from worry, from depression, from all manner of issues around mental health. Just before we kinda head into a passage that we're gonna look at tonight, which is the passage of Elijah. Um, I might not use all my slides, tonight just so you know and um, I wanted just to explain where we're at as a church so different churches have different perspectives on issues of mental health and I'm not going to go through all of them because I'm just going to say where we're at and as a vineyard we have this kind of quest for the radical middle is the way we describe it you know we we want a bit of everything we want the best of everything and so when it comes to helping people who are struggling with mental health issues or poor mental health, then we want to encourage people to get counseling, go and see their GP, go and have a therapist, if the medics think it's right to, to embrace medication. But also we believe that there is a spiritual element to it as well, that there is a spiritual battle, that any sort of captivity is, is the schemes of the enemy. And so we we wanna tackle it from every front. Sometimes the therapist, the counsel, the medication is enough for people to become free. And other times it requires just a real powerful encounter with the Holy Spirit to find that freedom. And so we, we believe in all of it. We want it all and we think all of it has a place in helping us become fully well. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. So we're going to look tonight, not at the, the therapy or the, that, but we're going to look and press into what, how God, encountering the presence of God can help us to become free from anxiety and fear. So I've said that just to say there is other stuff out there, and we want to encourage if you're struggling with your mental health to go to the GP, go to a counselor to take their advice around medication if that's what they think is best for you. Tonight, we're going to focus on the spiritual side. Okay. okay. I'm just going to flick through these two pages. There's a guy, an old guy called Elijah, who's in the Old Testament. And um, Elijah is a pretty amazing Person. He was a prophet, and a prophet basically means he gets messages from God and he tells other people what those messages are. And um, so this Elijah guy um, was God's messenger quite a long time ago, and he had this battle with these false prophets, so people who were telling lies and untruths and messages that weren't from God. And they were called the prophets of Baal, and they had this big battle, and Elijah won, and the prophets died. And um, and you would think he would be elated. You would think he would be over the moon. You would think it would be like a, the best thing ever. He's won the Olympic gold. He'd won this battle against the prophets of Baal. But instead of that, there was a lady called Jezebel. And she reached out to Elijah and basically said, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. What you did to these prophets of Baal is going to happen to you. And so Elijah ran for his life. And tonight I want to look at what happened in this moment of Elijah fearing for his life and running and hiding and what, how that looked like in terms of his mental what health and mental illness and how God helped him to become free from it, so that 's where we 're going to go tonight i don 't know about you, but sometimes we don 't even recognize if we 're struggling with our mental health you know we don 't see it we don 't see it in ourselves you know we we maybe see symptoms we may be you know our friends maybe see it so one of the things that happened to Elijah was he'd had this amazing victory he had then got this kind of message that he was going to be killed and he ran away and not just run away he went into isolation he took himself off he hid we read in um, let me find it We read in 1 Kings 19, it says this When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. One of the telltale signs of somebody who's struggling with their mental health is that they hide, they take themselves off. Maybe they put the shutters up. You know, maybe they, they can't literally go into the wilderness a mile from anyone. But they put the shutters up or they put on a mask. They don't really reveal themselves to others. And maybe you know that feeling. Maybe you know that sense of you really don't want to talk to anybody. Really, if you could, you don't really want to see anybody. You just want to hide away. You just want to, if you like, kind of be with yourself and with those horrible thoughts that are going on in your head. I don't know if anybody's experienced that feeling, that draw to be on, in isolation, to be away from others. Well, this is what Elijah felt. He'd had this sense of fear that was really gripped him, that had then led to anxiety and had then been birthed into depression. And the way he dealt with that depression was to take himself off into the wilderness and hide. And hide. I wonder if sometimes maybe you hide. Maybe actually deep down you're hiding today. Maybe you're feeling that sense of Not wanting to be seen. The thing is, though, that when you isolate yourself, it cascades, it escalates, it it grows. You see, we read on. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he laid down under the bush and fell asleep. Mental health is a horrible thing when it starts to fail us. When we start to think about isolating ourselves, what we're actually doing is taking ourselves away from any positive voices in our lives. You know, rather than hearing people say how good we are, how kind we are, how loving we are, how how wonderful, how, you know, all of the things that people say and mean about our lives, what we hear is those narratives in our head. I'm no better than my ancestors. You know, Elijah was looking back at all the failures of his ancestors, all the times they've just rebelled against God, done their own thing, messed up. And he said, I'm no better than them. I'm just a loser. I'm just one of those same old, same old. There's no point in me being alive. God just kill me off now. It's amazing. One minute he's winning this battle. Next minute he's asking God to kill him. He's so low. He's so desperate it's so hopeless you see when we isolate ourselves when we don't kind of allow others to come into our lives when we only listen to that in a narrative and maybe you know that in a narrative maybe you know it today you know that narrative that says i'm not good enough i'm a bit of a failure nobody really likes me you know life's not going to go very well Maybe it's even I don't know why I'm even here. It just escalates and we isolate ourselves even more. And this is where Elijah was. And don't we just, don't you just love the fact that the Bible is so honest? Now here you have a hero in the Bible. You know, Elijah is is a hero. And we find him under a tree with self-loathing, shame and hopelessness having taken himself away from all those that loved him. So what do we do? What can we learn from Elijah's life that maybe helps us to become well? I've got three things that I feel we can learn from his life. The first thing is we need help. We need help. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. I love the compassion of God. You know, he Elijah isolated himself. He took himself away. You know, God could have just gone, well, that's your own fault. You've put yourself in the wilderness. Don't expect me to come and help you. But he doesn't. He sends an angel. He doesn't make him wait for weeks. He sends him right there, right there. And he touches him on the shoulder and And basically says, get up and eat. He sends someone to help him. You know, we all need people around us. We all need people who care for us. Not people that we have to look up to or try and make us like them. like Make them like us, should I say. You know, we don't need people around us who we have to try and perform for. Try and earn their sort of Inclusion. No, what we need is people who really care for us, who look out for us, no matter what, in the good and the bad times. You know, sometimes it's just someone to sit with us. I once heard a story of um, a guy. And um, he'd basically been had a a bit like Elijah had this sort of amazing kind of event that he was speaking at and it was incredible and it was really successful and lots of people had come to know Jesus and and he was coming home and um, he was just feeling really really vulnerable really vulnerable and actually a little bit low and um, so he had this deal with these this couple in his church If he ever felt like he was about to kind of go off on one, he would just drive to their house, knock on the door, they would let him in, make him a cup of tea, sit him at the table, and say nothing. They just had this understanding that in that moment he just couldn't be on his own. He just needed people around him, people who didn't judge him, didn't ask him questions, just welcomed him in, Made him a cup of tea until he felt strong enough to go home. I love that. You know, we all need community. We all need people who look out for us. Do you know, we can be in a crowd and yet be on our own. Who's experienced being in a crowd and being on our own? We can. We need to be in community. I am, where is it, let me find it. I was, um, I did a little bit of research for this talk and um, I found the National Alliance for Mental Illness and this is what they say. Humans crave connection. Feeling accepted for who you truly are can give you validation and self-worth. Knowing there are people who support you and will be there for you when you're struggling, provide a sense of safety. And knowing you're needed, that you have a purpose, reminds you that you are valued. Community provides all these qualities and more. No matter if your community is big or small, finding people you connect with is vital for your mental health. And remember, just as it's important for you to find your community, it's also important for others to have you as part of their community. We need each other. We need each other. The first thing the Bible tells us, Elijah's story tells us about becoming well, about becoming all that God has designed us to be, finding freedom to live the life that God has made us for, starts with getting help, having people around us who truly care for us unconditionally and look out for us even when we're feeling a bit low. So that's the first thing from Elijah's life. He needed help. Secondly, he needed to do the basics of life. We must look after our basic needs. You see, I think the reality is, um, Elijah had been a bit busy. He'd been doing lots of stuff and probably hadn't looked after himself. And so he was not in a great place. And uh, we read this, he, read this. It says, then he laid under the bush and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. Again, I love the practical nature of it. God knew that he need, Elijah needed to be strong he needed a level of strength in his physical body before he could truly encounter the presence of God and be f- set free. So he sent this angel to give him bread, to give him water, to help him to sleep. I don't know how many days that went on for. You know, you, you read it once, but maybe it needed to go on for a week or two weeks. Maybe he needed that strength, that routine. You know, there's two things, stats I found. One said that if we have regular good sleep, then we do well. If we have regular poor sleep, we are 38%, have a 30% higher risk of becoming depressed. So for our sleep, so if we have small levels of sleep or broken sleep or insomnia, then we are 38% more likely to become depressed. Other evidence said that basically if we can build healthy routines in our life, if we can eat well if we can sleep well if we drink the right things don't drink loads of caffeine but but just drink the right drinks you know all of the stuff that just keeps us healthy maybe do a bit of exercise hang out with people who are positive in our lives you know all of those things if we do that then the evidence suggests that our mental health will be much better god knows these things it's why he designed the church to be a positive family, a place to belong, a place of mutual support and encouragement, a place of encounter. That's what the church is for, but it's what we need. And so, you know, the second thing he says to us is, yes, you need help. You need help maybe to do these things. So sometimes we need help to even eat healthily. If we're really struggling, we need to reach out. And and we might need to reach out to those who are struggling and say, do you want us to bring you some food for a few days? You know, we can do some really practical stuff. You know, maybe people need to just get out and and go to the sea and see the waves and they just need help to get out. We need routine. We need good routines. And Elijah's story is one of re-establishing routine in his life. And he became strong. But thirdly, And importantly, we need the healing presence and power of Jesus to truly become free and become well. I love the story of Elijah so much. It's such an amazing, I'd really recommend you having a read of it yourselves. So we read on verse 11. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper, and Elijah heard it. He pulled his, when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face, went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Where was God? He was in the whisper. I love it. You know, where is God? Where is the creator of all things? The one who made us, has kind of put us all together, has designed us the way we are. Where is he? Is he in the earthquakes? Is he in the spectacular? Well, he is. But he's actually, in these moments, he's in the whisper. You know, when we're feeling low, when we don't have the strength to get up, when we're feeling depressed or anxious, he's there in the whisper. Just think about that. He's there in the whisper. When you're kind of at the end of yourself, maybe you've just mustered up enough strength to come along to church or to go and see some friends. He's there in the whisper if we listen. You know, the best thing we can do if we're feeling low is not to isolate ourselves, but it's to place ourselves in the way of God. It's to place ourselves in his presence. It's to listen for his voice. That's still small voice. And that might come through the worship. You know, God might just highlight A line in a song. It might come through a talk like this. It might come through a friend who gets alongside and just encourages. Or it might come through God just speaking in that still, small voice. You know, mental health is a complex thing. But we can be free. We can be free by getting professional help. We can be free by making good choices with who we hang out with and where we get our help from in our friendship groups. We can be free from building the right rhythms in our life and getting others to help us to do that. And we can be free by allowing the Holy Spirit to come and bring transformation to our lives.